into the pesky pole. And that's going to get down the line. That one looks like it'll stay fire. And goodbye, home run. The pesky pole. The 2-2. Swing a five ball deep down the right field line. Slicing by the pesky pole. And that ball hits the pesky pole. Which means it's going home run. 3-2 high fly down the right field line. Slicing toward the pesky pole into the corner. And that ball is gone. A green can. Fly down the right field line, headed toward the pesky pole. Is he going to tuck it inside? Indeed he does. That is gone. Welcome to another episode of the Pesky Podcast. I'm your host, The Rit. And we are finally done. Game 162 is in the books. Halkamania ran wild today. Tanner Howe picked up the W. We end the season finally on a that win but the season isn't over for some people some people got that call some people weren't expecting the call and our guest was one of those guys that got to go out to the Arizona Fall League this man I've been sitting there talking to his teammates and they have nothing but respect and praise for him I've been following him on Instagram and Twitter, and this guy is all business. So let's bring him in right now. Christopher Troy, what's going on, man? Great. How are we doing, man? Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, no, no. Thank you for coming on, man. This is this is crazy uh, how your my interactions, you know, led to me getting uh, Kier Meredith on. Uh, you know, we've had Alex Hoppy on, and, and he was all, you know, all high praise about you. But uh, getting the call, uh, you're one of, what, five selected for the Arizona? We back now? Yeah, I got you. Oh, technical difficulty early. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, you were, what, one of five selected to go to the Arizona uh, Fall League. So what was it like to get that uh, phone call? Yeah, first off, man, uh, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Secondly, anytime my name gets brought up in a conversation with, with the names of Alex Hoppy and Kier Meredith, uh, it's probably a good conversation to be a part of. So. Happy to be here. Um, and thirdly, coming to the Arizona Fall League, I think there's a little, there's a few more than five from the Red Sox. I want to say, I want to say seven or eight guys, maybe. I think there's five arms that are here, including mm -hmm. myself. Um, but man, this is this is a this is an opportunity. It was on my radar at the beginning of the year, knowing that uh, this would be my this would be an opportunity that I could I could potentially earn. Um, I'm not surprised. To have gotten the fall league invite, but I'm happy to be here nonetheless. Man, uh, I've been hearing your name by you know reporters like Andrew Parker, uh, in, uh, Chris Enrique, uh, all year. You know, you are moving up the ranks in the minor leagues fairly quickly. 
you're a beast in the in the bullpen. And my personally, I can sit there and see you continuing your tra- trajectory next year in Triple A in September for a for a possible call up because we definitely need bullpen help uh, come late August, early September because our bullpen gets blown up. This season it was blown up tremendously. But uh, what what are your thoughts? What is your workout regimen uh, to continue to go into spring training after the Arizona Fall League? Yeah, man, I'm locked in. Um, you know, I think I think I think the routines and uh, the habits I've kind of established over the last couple of years in professional baseball. You know, we're starting to see the results a little bit. So, uh, in my mind, you know, getting 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 selected to go to the Fall League isn't. Uh, Congratulations! You're going to the fall league. You know, time to start work. It's t- time to stop working. It's, it's 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 actually the opposite effect, which is, um, it's only encouraged me to continue to do what I'm doing, continue to work harder, knowing that there's a there's a potential to be a big leaguer here soon. Yeah, uh, being part of Portland on the second half of the season, all eyes were on you guys. You know, you guys had some of the top talent from the Red Sox farm system on the roster. So was there any additional pre- uh, pressure at all? Was there any additional uh, j- just you guys all working together? Was there any uh, additives? Yeah, absolutely, dude. I think, I mean, anytime you're, anytime you're surrounded by, by, by people, um, that work hard, have the same type of mindset and, and the same goals, you know, it's, 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 it's a net positive. And I think environment is everything. Um, so really fortunate, you know, I know you said second half of the season, I think I finished, um, played for six weeks, I want to say in Greenville and spent the rest of the season in, in, uh, in Portland. I, I, I was looking at my stats, um, over the last couple of years and it took me 50 professional innings to get called up to double A. And, you know, and, and, and from that perspective, you know, 50 innings of professional baseball before making it to double A, um, it's fairly quickly, you know. And I think there's guys that have moved up quicker. There's guys that have moved up slower. And I think playing the comparison game is probably not the ideal route to go. I don't think it gets you very far. Um, but I do know that. You know, every day I'm I'm working against myself, and it's me versus me. And I think I think after a lot of days uh, of of intentional work, I'll be where I need to be, where I want to be. But just uh, just going back to what I said, man. You know, it's success is contagious. You know, and being in that Portland, being in that Portland clubhouse, showing up to the yard every single day with 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 top prospects up and down in the bullpen, in the rotation, in our lineup. It uh, it only it only elevated my focus. It only elevated my intention uh, with my work, and it and it really only elevated um, me as a person as well. So, really grateful for the experience I had out there this year for sure. Yeah, j- just to sit there, your stats from Portland: three point seven seven ERA in tw- out of 20, 24 games. You know, you had two holds, thirty one innings pitched. You didn't give up a homer at all. And, and that's saying something because there was – you guys went up against some great teams, some great players uh, overall in 
the uh, the Eastern League. So that is crazy. And like you sit there and, and said, you had guys coming up, leaving. It's always, I, I've talked to people, it's always been a mismatch. You know, a mix and match all year long because you got guys moving to triple A and you got to bring guys up from single A. Uh, we had Hunter Dobbins on uh, we uh, the day before his first game, you know, for Portland. And he was a, a key person in Portland, you know, ever since he got moved up there. He dominated down there in, uh, in Greenville. And when he came up, you know, he's just like you. He, he dominated uh, the, the hitters and stuff. You know, you guys had Kyle Teal, Roman Anthony, uh, Hickey, Nathan Hickey was, you know, got moved up. Blaze Jordan, uh, Marcella Meyer, Nick York. You know, you guys have our entire pretty much top 10 on that team. You know, it, it, it's, it's great to sit there and see all you guys clicking together. It's even better to see what's going to be next year at spring training. So, uh, what what are some great interactions that you've had uh, being there in Portland? Uh, any close connections that you got that you have made while you're there? Yeah, I I can't talk enough about the guys. You know, um, I guess I guess I'll start off by saying you know, hey, uh, Hickey and I uh, obviously we're out here in the fall league together, but. Um, Hickey was was my roommate in Greenville, and he was only there for I think four weeks, uh, maybe less. Um, and so you know, I was pretty pretty early on into the season. I was playing catch up with them, and we were joking a little bit about it. Um, but it was something that just you know made made me made me focus on the work that I was doing because I knew that you know I, I, if I perform that uh, I can continue to 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 elevate. Uh, in terms of in terms of minor league levels, so you know the connections, the personal connections, um, ended up rooming with Marcelo in Portland, uh, and, and became great friends. But it's crazy, man. Like you know, they start off as teammates in professional baseball, and you know we're on the grind together. We're we're playing mafia on the ten hour bus rides, um, sleeping in hotels together. You know, there's this there's 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 this element of camaraderie brotherhood that, that that really you can lean into as a professional baseball player and make the most of the relationships or you can you know let it beat you down a little bit because the you know on the flip side of that dude sometimes after a bad outing or even after a good one man you just want to go back and you just want to decompress and check out and when you're on a, when you're on the road and you have a roommate in the hotel it's tough to do that you know so um i think we really really did a great job um, leaning into each other, knowing, learning each other's needs, you know, what we needed based off of, you know, how we were performing when we're off and just say, Hey man, you know, you're all right today. You know, this isn't, this isn't the, uh, the CT that I'm used to, you know? And uh, I think, I think, I think just, just being in the foxhole, being in the battles with those guys on a daily basis uh, and really trying to work to accomplish a similar goal is, is uh is something incredible and i dude i we can't help but talk about you know hey imagine when we're in boston together imagine when we're when we're trying to play for rings right it's like right now we're trying to we're playing to get to the big leagues so mm -hmm. it's a little bit different 
Um, but you know, but once you get to the big leagues, now you're now you're playing to, to win some rings. You made it to the big leagues, so now you're trying to get. Now you're trying to add to the uh, to the collection, and you know it's 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 encouraging to 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 daydream a little bit with those guys that you're that you're in the trenches with, day in day out, and say, man, dude, it's the hotels are better in the big leagues, the foods are better than big better in the big leagues, and and it's a little bit of a running joke amongst the guys. You know, it's like, hey, if you don't like it, play better, because I guarantee you in the big leagues, you know, it's you're gonna be taken care of. So. Um, I can't say enough good things about the guys, man. I really can't. And, you know, to see, honestly, to see Sedan Rafaela have the year that he had, he started off in God. Dude. And, and, and really, really to see somebody that I played with in double A make it to the big leagues that year, it, mm -hmm. it, it's kind of a reality check, you know? And it's like, I saw, I saw how, I saw how quickly those things happened for him. Um, and obviously dude, he, I mean, he earned absolutely everything that he that he got, and I'm so happy for his success. Um, but just a it's just a little little slap on the butt, you know, realization that you know this could this could happen to me too. Yeah, uh, you know, you brought up uh, with with Nathan Hickey. I have every pitcher that we've talked to that interacted with with him, nothing but good things about him. Yeah. Uh, when we had when we had Hunter on, Hunter's like. He said it was kind of a running joke because when he was he got to Salem, Hickey was there. He moved the green uh, the Greenville. Uh, then all of a sudden, when Hunter moved up, Hickey Hickey moved up like a week later. So he said he said that the day he got up to Portland, he looked at Hickey. He was like, "So when you leaving?" You know, because he, you know, it's just a, a running gag for him. Yeah, so, uh, you know. Hoppy said the same thing. Joey Stock said the same thing. Maceo Campbell said the same thing. You know, Hickey's a, a, an amazing guy all the way around. And from what I've heard, he's a great roommate, too. Great sense of humor. So. Yeah, but he's a uh, dude. I mean, we've been we've been we've been having a good time out here in Arizona working together. And I mean, honestly, to have a, that kind of friendship with uh, a catcher is it's beneficial, especially on the mound, because I feel like there's an element of relationship and in, in, in controlling, commanding a pitching staff that, that, that he really takes advantage of. And there's a certain level of comfort that is kind of, I guess, earned that uh, we can, that we can lean into on the mound in game type situations that are, that make, that make those things a little bit more fun. So uh, he definitely knows how to keep things loose. I've got a tendency to get super tight and uh, want to start doing too much and want to start thinking too much. Uh, but Hickey does a good job keeping me external, keeping me loose, keeping me having fun. And I know that that's probably going to be pretty consistent uh, based on everyone you talk to about him. Uh, towards the end of the year, we had another catcher get to come to Portland. Yeah, Kyle Teal. That kid – so quick. He's in Portland already. Just drafted a couple months ago. Crazy. Uh, what is it like pitching to him? Uh, and is he as quick with the release as he is on video in real life? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I guess I don't know what videos you're referring to, but I do know that the dude's talented, man. Uh, you know, I think to be drafted in July – 
and then come August, you're in, already in double A. Like, you know, there's something to it. And I think, you know, I think he's deserved everything he's gotten. Um, I've enjoyed all the time that I've had with him. And, you know, we shared a, we shared a dinner out in Portland together uh, before, before the season ended um, where I really got to, you know, get to learn him a little bit more and, 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 and dude's a character. And I think, and I think that that's, that's what, that's what I'm coming to realize that the more that, the more that I move up, the higher that I go in the organization, right. You start to become, you start to see who's uncommon against uh, amongst uncommon people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think we're all a little bit characters in our own way. Uh, but no, dude, Till is great catcher, great hitter. He's, he's just fun to watch play the game, dude. I love his antics in the box. He's animated. He's competitive. And, and, and I think, and I think that that's contagious. Yeah. Uh, the, the videos I was referring to was uh, him throwing out people at second, like just so quick, you know, being able to, pop to, time, to you know? Oh yeah. The, the pop time is just so quick. Yeah. You nice. know? So uh, let's sit there and get away from baseball a little bit. Uh, I want to know Christopher Troy, the person, like, what do you like to do for fun uh, when it's not baseball? And, you know, uh, what do you like to do in your free time? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a few things. And I think today, right, Sunday off day in the Fall League, um, I was hanging out with Wyatt Olds and, and Nathan Hickey in their apartment just uh, just just right before I came in to hop on here. We are watching football, uh, hanging out by the pool yesterday, enjoying this, uh, this Arizona sun. And dude, I mean, it's it's there's a lot of things. I think I think for fun, you know, I like to have a good time. I like to enjoy myself. Love grabbing uh, good food, grabbing a good dinner, um, going out, checking out the area that I'm in, you know, and really really explore the city that I'm in. And I think that that's a that's a benefit of 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 the travel that that gets a lot of uh, it gets a lot of heat in minor league baseball because we do travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side of that, man, it's cool to check out different places. It's cool to see what 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 the dinner scene's like, what the restaurant scene is like. Um, and I mean, quick side note: Portland, Maine, was unreal, dude. I I could not believe the kind of restaurant scene that Portland had. And mm-hmm. so when I found that out, there was there was there was a group of guys there that that we we'd go try to check out as many restaurants as we could. Um, but beyond grabbing good food and and building those off-field relationships, um, you know, obviously talk to my family a lot. I've got a big, I've got a young, I've got two younger brothers, one older sister, so keeping them up. I've got a godson, so staying in touch with them. Um, besides besides really building and maintaining those relationships, uh, family and friends, um, I do some real estate investing. Uh, and I'm interested in, in the creator economy and digital economics, and you probably see some of that on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, I like, I, like, I like to have a good time. I like to have a good time, and there's a number of ways that that can manifest um, it, depending on where I'm at, what city I'm in. Well, well Chris, I'm not going to sit there and tell you nutritionist. What's, <laughs> your, what's your go-to cheat meal? As, as soon as I got into Arizona, I knew that there was an In-N-Out from California, so mm-hmm. big In-N-Out fan. Um, and I ran a poll on my Instagram, 
because Hickey had only had the in and out one other time. And uh, we're, there's a big debate in the Portland, the Portland uh, clubhouse. You know, you got Nick York, you got Marcelo, you got myself. You know, I'm, I know I'm missing a couple of others, but uh, guys from California that, you know, we grew up on in and out. And then you've got your Southern boys, Hunter Dobbins, Nathan yeah. Hickey, and, 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 and they're saying in and outs overrated. So as soon as we got into Arizona, man, the first stop out of the plane, I said, Hickey, we're going in and out, dude. As soon as we got off the plane, went to in and out. Uh, it's been seven months since I had in and out because, you know, obviously no in and out on the East Coast uh, where I was playing. So I had two double doubles, the thong in, fries, and if Gabby is listening, that's our nutritionist. Um, no shake, but I did have a vanilla milkshake. So, but hey, maybe uh, maybe you should invest in an in and out around the Boston area then, you know, <laughs> but bring it to the East Coast. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. So, but uh, you you mentioned uh, you know about your uh, a lot of the business uh, ideas and stuff like that. Uh, I love you know listening to you speak, listening to your tweets and, and reading them about the business side. You know, always asking the fans, what do you want to see? You know. Uh, off the field, uh, you know, what do you want to see? Because a lot of people don't understand what you guys go through in the minors to get to the big leagues, you know? Uh, we want to talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think – I think. <clears throat> excuse me. Number one, right, I think as I look at my journey, uh, 12th rounder in 2021 – uh, senior out of Santa Barbara, UC Santa Barbara. Um, converted converted pitcher, never pitched until I got to college. I was a high school American catcher um, and got recruited a catcher. So, you know, I, I always, I, I've always felt like I've, I've been this underdog, right? Like the odds have been stacked against me. Um, and that's true of everybody in professional baseball. The odds are stacked against us. Uh, statistically speaking, we're probably not going to make it. Um, so, so, so the first part of that, the first piece of that, that I'm, that I'm, that I'm, that I'm getting to is that, that I'm getting at is if I could document my journey for myself mm -hmm. and that includes the highs, that includes the lows, that includes the plateaus. If I can go back and reflect on the journey that I've had, I think that that's going to be of tremendous value to me, my life and my family. Um, in the future. And the reason why I think that is, and I, and, and I've, it's, it's already been a helpful practice when I'm struggling, you know, I need to go watch some highlight clips. It's easy because I can go back on my Instagram time, my Instagram grid and be like, dude, remember those 18 innings that I had in Greenville where mm -hmm. I was absolutely carving. I went 18 innings with what, like 39 punches or something like that. Something crazy with a sub two ERA nine walks, you know, like that was, I was in a great headspace. My delivery was confident. The arm, the velo was up, the stuff was plus. Um, and I was really, really dominant, you know? And so to go back on and use social media that way, the way that it's been intended to, to be used um, has been, has been, has been a benefit for me because I can go, I can easily go look at my highlights. Um, and then I can articulate, you know, in those, in those, in those down moments, like, 
where's the head at? You know, what was I thinking? Um, what was my general vibe? What was my general feel uh, when things weren't going well? And I think just to be able to compare and kind of have some chronological idea of I was thinking this then, I was thinking this then, then I was thinking this, and this is how I was feeling. I think it's really helpful because it uh, it keeps me reverting back to the mean. You know what I mean? Like there's mm -hmm. there's a baseline, there's a baseline um, headspace that I've been in that I've had success in. And you always want more. You always want more. So you start trying new things. You start trying new things. But then it's like, well, how did I get here? You know, maybe maybe you push a little too far. Maybe 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 you're trying to search for something that doesn't need to be searched for. Maybe I'm not happy with 95 and I'm trying to throw 96. You know, and 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 then and then the results and the process um, don't go in my favor. Okay, so let's follow that train of thought back to where I was, let's get back there and then continue to build. You see what I'm saying? And I think, and I think the trial and error and to have that, that, uh, that baseline um, that social media provides allows me to do that. So I don't know if I answered your question, but dude, it's oh, really no. I like talking about this stuff because it's just, it, it, it helps me with my mental and it helps me, uh, it helps me, it helps me stay focused. It helps me stay articulate, uh, articulate, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, and not just kind of passing them through through the rug in one ear out the other. Yeah, and, and, and the way you go look at baseball as a business, you know, all around, is kind of like the way that, you know, I'm building this podcasting brand yeah. to where it's, it's a podcast, okay, but there's a five – you know, the a thousand Red Sox podcast. So what do you got to do to make it different? Okay. I tried this. Okay. It works. You know, uh, I'm looking into, like, I've talked to you. I've talked to uh, one of my good friends, uh, Theo Denlinger, you know, I'm like, Theo, I'm like, dude, you sit there and you, uh, you love to forge. I, I want to sit there and, and do a live foraging, you know, so let everybody see you outside your element, you yeah. know. And he's and he said there he goes, well, let's talk about it, you know. He, so you know, just like I talked to you, I'm like, dude, I would love to be able to follow you around, you know, for a day or two to sit there and and show people like a different side of, you know, the minor league players, the major league players, stuff like that. Like I'm trying to to expand, but still stay true to the core of it just like you know you you're 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 expanding but when it when all of a sudden you get too far out there okay let's start taking steps back to where it was solid and then let's try again so you know your 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 model is my model and you know we're we're doing the same thing just on two different sides of the field absolutely man Absolutely. No, Theo, I mean, Theo's a, he's a good dude. He's one of a kind too. You know, it goes back to saying uncommon amongst uncommon people, dude. You know, that bullpen's, that bullpen's filled, filled with characters. You got Luis Guerrero, Alex Hoppy, mm -hmm. Linger, Wyatt Olds, Ryan Zephyrjohn, Theo Denlinger, Brendan Salucci, uh, Cody Scroggins, Dylan Spakey, dude. You got some names in the bullpen that, that are just, they, they make showing up to the yard fun. They really do. Yeah, and, uh, and, 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 and speaking of Zephyrjohn, uh, uh, I just happened to win, 
you know, a, a guy was had a, a Zephyr John autographed baseball. Oh, so cool. you know, on on Twitter, I'm like, I never win anything. You know, I ended up winning it. I'm like, sweet. Let's go. Let's go. But but you got you you named a whole bunch of <laughs> you know people from the from the bullpen, right? All different personalities. What's it like down there in the bullpen? You know, when you got like someone like Hunter Dobbins out there going five or six innings, you know, and and you guys are just chilling out there. Well, what's it like? What do you guys do to pass the time out there? To be honest with you, I think probably 80% of the time um, we are pilled on the track men uh, for both our starting pitcher or whoever's in the game pitching for us and their guys. And we're talking baseball, man. We're talking, we're talking hitters. We're saying, okay, if you face this guy, uh, lefty, you know, he just he just hammered the heater with right up and away. Um, maybe we've got to go in on him and then throw your stuff off of the fastball in. Uh, but just conversations like that because you know, every every outing matters, every pitch you throw matters. And 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 in the grand scheme of things, like your numbers are your numbers, and you gotta take mm-hmm. pride in them. And so I feel like if you're taking a pitch off. Even when you're not physically out there pitching, if you're taking a pitch off, you are uh, you're not giving yourself the best opportunity to succeed. So that's number one. The uh, the second thing is uh, some mixture of what's going on in our personal lives. Uh, the guys with the wives, what's going on? The guys with the girlfriends and the guys that are single. You know, it's pretty funny to see uh, how those dynamics are different based on based on your relationship status. Um, but, but, but just have a good time, man, and try to keep things loose. And, and, the, you know, again, there's that balance though, right? Like keeping it loose and focused at the same time is it's a pretty tough balance. Um, but we've got a lot of veteran guys in that bullpen that kind of took me under their wing, uh, late in the season, we had Sterling Sharp, uh, mm-hmm. coming to the bullpen and he's, he was a great bullpen addition because you have somebody with a hundred days, big league service time, you know? Yeah. So, so, so to have somebody to have some presence in the bullpen like that was uh, was tremendous was tremendous value uh, for us because you know we're picking his brain. What's the big leaguer look like? What is what does being a professional mean from a bullpen perspective? What are the kind of conversations that we're having out here? And it's tough to it's tough to know those things if you don't know them, right? It's like you don't know what you don't know. Um, but but to have guys with those experience those experiences and, and, and wealth of knowledge uh, really was tremendous value to myself. Uh, spring training, you know, what was it like uh, for your first spring training experience and you're type of guy that always wants to learn, you know, I picked that up off you, you know, really quick. Uh, were you, were you reaching out to, you know, people in, in spring training Okay, uh, you know, uh, uh, how when I'm sitting there and, and doing this, uh, how do I pick up an extra, you know, mile per hour or get my velo up? Uh, you know, well, how, what was your first spring training experience like and some interactions and, and uh, hand-me-downs? Spring training is a blast. You know, you show up to the yard after off-season, everyone's got the energy. They got the juice. Dude. It's, it's, it's baseball season and we know it's coming. We just uh, came out of hibernation. But no, dude, it was uh, – spring training's a different beast, man. 
it's a different beast. And uh, I've had two spring trainings now at this point in my career. Um, and both spring trainings, I've gotten hurt. So this, uh, this last spring training, I, I wasn't able to pitch in scrimmages and stuff. Uh, I was like four weeks behind everybody. Still kind of building up early in the season. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and then my first spring training in uh, 2022, had a uh, back injury, sent me back like 10 weeks, I think it was. So I didn't break camp our first spring. Um, and, and I say all that just to say this, right? Like my health is is priority number one. So and when I talk about the length of a, of a full professional season, which if you talked to me at this time last year, I didn't really know what that meant still. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think going through my second full season and being healthy uh, for the most part, I was on the IL for I think it was 17 days in the middle of the season in Portland at some point. Um, but 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 really learning how to manage my body and manage my workload because I'm somebody that wants to sprint a marathon. Like I want to I, I want to sprint it, dude. And 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 it's it's impossible to do that over a seven month season with especially the travel and honestly the physical demands uh, that we put our body under. So. You know, when it, when it comes to spring training, for me, in my next one, my third spring training, my number one focus is going to be be healthy, be in a position to 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 perform, get reps, and continue to get better. Okay, uh, quick question. Let's fast forward to a theoretical what if. Uh, <laughs> what would it mean to you to be called up to the Boston Red Sox and be part of the bullpen with names that were in there, like Keith Folk, who was on our podcast, Papelbon, uh, Koji Yorohara, Matt Barnes, Craig Kimbrell, you know, just to sit there and name a few, what would it mean to you personally to be out there in that bullpen knowing the people that came before you and how appreciative would you be? I'd be lying if I told you I didn't think about it every single night before my uh, before I closed my eyes, man. It's uh, to be able to come running in out of the bullpen in Fenway in a in a high leverage situation. It's I mean I've never played in front of forty thousand fans before, but uh, especially forty thousand Boston fans, right? That's a category of its own. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's I mean that'd be a dream come true. It'd be a dream come true. It would, uh, it would feel – I would probably ask myself how the hell I got here because if I looked around and I saw Kenley Jansen and, 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 and you know, some of the names that – Curtis that, Martin. Dude, and, and to see those guys. And if, I, if I'm in the presence, I'm like, I don't deserve to be here. I, you know, I don't know, if, I don't know if, I ever, if I would ever feel, like, comfortable saying, like, dude, I'm, I'm one of them, you know. It wouldn't, mm-hmm. it wouldn't, I don't know if I'd be able to digest that fully. Um, I would feel like, uh, you know, obviously I work hard and I earned it uh, when I get do get to that point. But at the same time, there's that, there's that element uh, of I'm a fan, dude. I don't know if, you know, you probably get the sense from me from, uh, from you know, some of my content on Twitter and some of the things I say, but uh, there's a lot of baseball players that, that aren't baseball fans, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and I consider myself – uh, a big baseball fan 
And sometimes it's tough to uh, it's tough to separate being a baseball fan and wanting to comment on on performances and stuff at the big league level. Uh, just because a fan of me, the little kid that loves baseball, still is still is still still wildly active. Um, but again, I mean, just to just to finish the thought, dude. I, I mean, to 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 hear my name in the same conversation as as those Hall of Fame arms is it'd be uh, really be a dream dream come true. Okay, Chris, walkout song. <laughs> you know, we've had some great ones coming from the bullpen. Uh, Pavel Bonds, you know, right at the top of the list. What's your walkout song, you know, with, with those 40,000 screaming Boston fans? Yeah, dude, they got uh, they got Yui Hara out there walking to uh, Sandstorm, too, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think Sandstorm, dude, that was, his entrances were crazy. Uh, and to see Bobby, to see Fredway on their feet like that, bouncing, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't tell you. I can't tell you because uh, I've, I've had a song picked out that I have yet to use my entire pitching career because I'm saving it for, for the big leagues. So um, I guess you have to wait until, until I make my debut to hear my walkout. Oh, man, I, I can't wait because, like, that – the walkout song sets the tempo for the entire pitching performance. Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, when Theo told me his, I never heard of it. And I went and looked it up. And he told me that he has it paced out to where he jogs out at right when it hits really hard. That's when he th- that's when he throws the first warm up pitch. And I'm listening to it, and I'm picturing it. And as soon as it hit hard, I'm like, man, I'm like, that's deep, Theo. That's deep. So you know, the way that, that you have that thing under wraps, I can't wait. You know. I, mean, you're playing, I, you're I can't playing wait the dog every single night, dude. You, you, you can't wait for it, especially as a competitor, um, and especially in a high level situation with uh, with some Boston fans. You know, it's let's get crazy, let's get wild. So, <clears throat> growing up, what, what what were your sports teams? I was a San Francisco Giants fan. I grew up in the Bay Area. Um, again, I was a catcher. Uh, me and my dad really bonded. Really, you know, we had a lot of uh, bonding moments over catching and working together, and him, and him throwing me dirt balls in the dirt and blocking, and you know, I'd get out of the way of it because I was scared at a young age, and he'd tell me to take the chest protector off or, or something like that, you know. And there's, there's a lot of instrumental, um, childhood memories that I have catching, and to grow up in that area as a catcher, and to watch Buster Posey. And the Giants go win three rings, you know. Mm-hmm. As I'm growing up, I mean, that was uh, it was hard not to be a fan. It was hard not to be a fan. And you know, I think, I think, you know, just the way Buster Posey was a class act, really handled his business, um, really his level of professionalism, those things I kind of drew to naturally, you know. And 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 I think about the career that he's had. I mean, it's he's an incredible baseball player. So. Uh, I was always a Giants fan, and I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but uh, I keep referencing it because a lot of the topics we're talking about, I've got some stuff up on it already. But when I was 12 years old, I played in Cooperstown, and uh, my dad, we flew into Boston. My dad took me to uh, Fenway to watch my first Red Sox game, and 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 ever since then, dude, I showed up to Fenway at 12 years old, excited to go play in Cooperstown. 
the Red Sox were always my American League team growing up, and thank goodness I've never had to uh, I've never had to pick between the Giants and the Red Sox, uh, so it's easy to keep them separate. Um, but now, I mean, obviously on the other side of it, like I would probably choose the Red Sox now over the Giants, which is kind of crazy to say, considering how big of a Giants fan I was back in the day. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy, you know, Buster Posey, you know, Bonds, Damn. like that that dude. Oh man, that's to be jokingly walked in the home run derby, intentional walk. That 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 moment, I remember that, and and it was it was priceless, you know, just to see the look on, on Barry's face when when they intentionally walked him in a, in a home run derby. You know, it it, it just. That error of Giants was 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 elite, you know. Like you mentioned three, three World Series championships. Uh, I've been alive for you know only four, the Red Sox, but you know four since two thousand four, and that's you know that's seven championships, you know since two thousand. That's out of twenty three, so you know it, it's two great teams that you're that you've been a fan of all your life. Yeah, no, I did. And, and I mean, to get drafted by the Red Sox too, it was, uh, it was, it was a pretty awesome feeling. So uh, quick question. How hard was it to transition from catcher to pitcher? And how much do you miss batting? I don't miss hitting, especially especially seeing the arms that I would have to face at the double-A level. <laughs> Um, dude, I don't know how they got how they how they how they handle that much failure. I really don't. Um, and I don't know how they hit 97 plus with with the banger slider. Uh, but I do miss catching. I do miss catching. And you know, my freshman year at Santa Barbara, Coach Checks, and during that conversion, it was uh, it was tough, dude. I fought back. I fought back. You know, I had a uh, had I was 18 years old. Probably had a little bit bigger of an ego than. I probably uh, should have had, you know, I was coming off a high school All-American game as a catcher, uh, coming into campus and uh, on a big scholarship, you know, thinking I was thinking I had thinking I had it all figured out. And then to get told that uh, he wanted me to pitch was kind of a, a, a wild turn at the time. Um, so my freshman year, I, I, I didn't really buy in. I wasn't I wasn't fully bought into this pitching thing. Um, but now I look back at it six years later and couldn't be happier, man. Okay, Chris. Last question I ask you. It, it's one of my favorite ones, and I can't wait to sit there and see who yours is. Hot tub time machine. Okay? You can go back in the time to face any batter you want. Bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, you versus this batter. Who are you picking and why? Uh, who's got the lowest batting average in all of MLB history? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, give me a second here to think about it. I, I, I've heard a wide variety of people from now, you know, to, you know, yesteryear. So it, it, it's a tough question because, you know, you, you get to face – some people want to face their, their idols. Others want to face, you know, just the high-profile atmosphere. Yeah. 
I mean, give me, give me, give me the biggest moment possible. Dude. I mean, shoot, give me Barry Bonds, give me, uh, yeah, you know, more current player, give me Aaron Judge against the Yankees in that situation, uh, where he's a little bit of the captain right now. I mean, let's let's if, if we get to make a hypothetical, let's make it as big of a situation as we possibly can. Those are the most fun to uh, to pitch in, but no, dude, I think I think uh, to face Buster Posey would be kind of crazy. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, there, there's there's a, there's a number of guys. Barry Bonds, obviously, dude, dude rakes. I would like to face Tony Gwynn um, and 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 see. You know, he wasn't really the generation that I grew up watching. He was mm-hmm. a little bit older than that. Um, but to hear guys like Tony Gwynn, Pete Rose. You know, kind of those old school hitters that, uh, you know, you're just putting bat on the ball. They're not going to swing and miss. I'm a swing and miss kind of guy. I'm coming out of the bullpen. I'm trying to get whiffs. I'm trying to get you to, to chase a slider. I'm trying to get you, I'm trying to blow you up with the heater, you know. So maybe to see somebody like that, that, uh, you know, doesn't really swing and miss too often. It would be, be, be a fun at that, see what they do against me. Yeah, uh, Tony Gwynn. Oh, man. I, I was able to watch him. And, you know, you, th- you think of, Mid '90s uh, Braves pitchers, Smoltz, Glav, and Maddox. <laughs> e- even those three in their prime, Tony Gwynn was able to, you know, hold his own against. Oh, so sure. it's all the, it's, I mean, all yeah. So, but Chris, hey, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, the time. This is all you now. Uh, to tell everybody where they can find you at and how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Very, very active. It's my full name, Christopher Troy. Troy is spelled T-R-O-I-E. Um, on Twitter, it's Christoph Troy, uh, just because Christopher's too many characters. So um, find one of my profiles, and I've got the link to the other, and, and both of them DM me. Um, I get a lot of uh, get a lot of DMs, so... Uh, bear with me and be patient as as I as I really try to get back to all of them. And honestly, I I, I, I try to put as much effort as I can in the responses. Like, in my opinion, I I, I feel like I'm a little bit different in that way. That uh, I'd rather take a few days to get back to you and give you something of, of that I feel that I feel happy about saying this to another human being, as opposed to just a, a little double tap reaction. Um, but DM me, reach out. Happy to. Uh, Happy to engage with you guys. Josh, man, thanks for having me on. Hey, that's one thing that I really enjoy, uh, you know, going back and forth with you because it's not a, hey, thanks, hey, how's it going, hey, you know, this, that. It's an actual conversation, you know. Uh, That's one thing that, that, you know, puts you different from others. And, you know, I I appreciate that immensely. Oh, man, thank you. Thank you. So, uh, guys, uh, thanks for checking us out. Make sure you go and follow us on Twitter. Uh, Check out our episodes. Not only this one, we've got a slew of other minor league players. Uh, Devin Marrero we had on. Keith Polk we had on. uh, On anywhere you sit there and watch. Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Head on over and get our merch. I, I'm wearing one of our latest ones, Me Casas as Sue Casas. So head on over, get your merchandise right now. Uh, and like always, thanks for checking out the Pesky Podcast.